Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Alex Finn. Yeah, I'm still on that woot toot toot thing. Just woot toot toot, my life. And a woot toot toot. That's what I think every time I say it. Also, I want you to know, I, I find that phrase slightly disturbing. So every time I see it, I'm just slightly disturbed. I want you guys to all know that. <laughs> I'll find a new one. And Samson Davis. Every time I hear woot toot toot, something about the rhythm reminds me of a arcade fire song, Rococo or something. So I hear it in my head go, woot toot toot. Oh, that's how you hear it. Interesting. Yeah, because that's how they say Rococo. Rococo. Oh. See. So that same rhythm. I just, I hear it crying because that's how I, like, found it. Like, it was the crying sound effect. So I'm just, like, imagining somebody sobbing, just like, and I just lose my shit. (laughs) Oh, it's not jubilant? Mm -mm. (laughs) No, this person was getting beat up and just woot toot toot. And, like, I was just like, this is supposed to be sad, but I'm losing my ever-loving mind. <laughs> also, cell phone no- sound effect was toot. And I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Samson. Oh, boy. All right. So, last time, we ran to a fight with some of these tentacle boys, dealt with them. Kind of. Bastion showed up and kind of gave us a lowdown that these guys were from like a different dimension. Either the the dimension was called Revol or they were called Revol, but they're apparently known as like experimenters of things, pro- probably humans. So we got a little bit of that. So we continue to explore this kind of like under dungeon that we're in. I don't know if it's part of the dungeon proper. But anyway, we found this room with a pole in the center with this fucking like Sauron eye. Try to figure that out. Didn't quite figure it out because we had to fight some skinless Bahamuts is what I wrote down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like chicken. (laughs) Yeah. So we dealt with them. Almost. Well, (laughs) we almost went down. Giggity. Nyx and uh, Dilly, I think, almost went down because I was definitely very low. So we dealt with them. No problem. Instead of running out of the room. I remember this now. Yeah. We had the option of possibly yep, leaving, but anytime. we're not about we're not about that. So we go into the next room. Nyx takes a power nap after eating one of the skinless Bahamuts. And then Dilly looks around, got a lay of the room. There's some like gravity compensation devices and also an organic containment with uh, that um, Nyx opened with her strange cube key that she found a few episodes ago. And we found not a triple. But what in my mind is a triple. And the, what we left off was Hubert fucking clocking that thing and trying to fucking run. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at. He's the only one with survival instincts. Yeah. Post short rest and Hubert going like, we need to fucking go. This is bad. Has he got the gun or no? <laughs> this is the important thing. Does Hubert have a gun while he's going? Not unless it's a very tiny one that Dilly crafted for him. Oh my god! Yeah, I'll fucking, I'll fucking make yeah, a gun for you. That sounds great. Do. Please give this mouse <laughs> some defense. Also, Alex, not that I want Cha Cha to die, but if she does, can she play? Who can you play? Who bear after? Can that be? <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> mm. Excellent, excellent. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's where um, we are at. Yeah. So you found this. Like I said, it's not a triple. It's more spherical than that, and it appears to you know move by hopping around. And it has sort of like circular, like round, like black eyes that always like look a little bit moist. They are making this like little cooing sound, and Hubert has tried to sprint away. What you got there, Nyx? Isn't it cute? Is Nyx craving it? Is the question. Oh, that was adorable. You're making that sound with your mouth. Nyx, if you eat this, <laughs> yeah. Good job. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, it'd be more concerning <laughs> if he was using another body part to make it. I thought it was an eff- Okay, I thought it was an effect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Samson content. Uh, no, I- Nix, I swear if you eat this thing, I will never forgive you. This thing is adorable. 
it, it's like, can they smell it? Like, is she having, you know, she always wants to eat Hubert. Does she want to eat this furball? A little? Yeah. A little? I mean, it's a small animal that's definitely smaller okay. than you. But it doesn't seem to be trying to run from you or anything like that. Like, it's not quite the same prey response, because, like, part of that prey instinct is, you know, Hubert scrambles like prey, you know? Like, Hubert is clearly afraid of you. So there's a bit of the, the hunt there, where as this thing is just kind of looking up at you and just kind of blinking its eyes and going... Could we do it like a nature check to make sure it's not just too stupid to realize it's supposed to run? <laughs> you could, sure. Okay, we're going to do that. For something like this, it would be a nine. I got 18. Okay. It could be, like it maybe it should be running. and It seems to be very, like, excited about seeing other living things. Presumably it's been in this containment box for who knows how long. But it doesn't necessarily... It's hard to tell if it's stupid or not, because if it is stupid, it also seems to, like, really kind of be making sort of the, you know, animal companion, like... Is it you? Are you someone to help? It's kind of trying to trick that us. That thing that yeah, like babies. cats and dogs do. How they have the wine of the baby mm-hmm. level where it tricks us into paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Everything about this in Alex's world is screaming, don't trust it. It's going to eat us when we fall asleep. But I'm just like, I know. Would Chacha recognize what this is? Would any of us? No. I would say no. I love how we immediately refriended the extra-dimensional cat that was trying to attack us. And yeah, we were extremely suspicious of this adorable fur bomb. Yeah. Vlad kind of looks over your shoulder. It's like, huh, that's pretty cute. Haven't seen one of those before. Hey, Race, why don't you come over here and take a look? And Race kind of pauses like, uh, I'm okay. I'm allergic to most things that have fur. Can you scan it, though, from like over there? Well, I, I I actually don't think that's a good idea because rem- remember, remember? Uh, and Dilly kind of like does like eyebrows like mm-hmm. yeah. Remember the last time we scanned something intelligent without consent, and it was just like oh, that was a choke session. Oh yeah, yeah, good point, guys. So Nix will pick up the furball and hold it at eye level and say, "Yo, do you mind if we scan you?" It kind of like sort of tilts itself, and by tilting itself, it just kind of like hops in a rotate in your hand. It is so soft. It's like like silky fur. And it goes and then it kind of like bounces around and then you hear like a little and then you feel like some sort of moist feeling and then you realize like it's nibble grooming your hand. I thought it peed. Everything about this screams danger. Yo, I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's it's cool with, like, the scanning. Yeah, and, and Race, you've already kind of pushed yourself, so you don't need to do that. Because remember, Race had, like, kind of a seizure oh, yeah. last time. From, yeah, using his abilities and stress. Oh, yeah, that did happen last week on Numenera. Mm-hmm. 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 Wasn't in the recap. <laughs> so it clearly didn't happen. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Didn't realize I have to write everything down. Yeah, <laughs> or else we won't remember. <laughs> I remember things. <laughs> I don't. So, Ray says, I can, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. But are, you, are you sure, Ray? Are you sure? This is what we've, we've got to do what must be done, right? No, not if, like, no. You know what? After you get some rest, maybe we'll uh, we'll revisit this for now. Yeah. I'm going to keep it. And, uh... It's so warm. It has no legs, nothing? <laughs> no, it just seems to kind of do this sort of rolly hoppy thing as it moves around. And it, it's currently kind of like doing that back and forth right now in your hand, like, like purring to itself. It's kneading. And it's just kind of staring at you very happily, apparently. But it seems to be kind of like... But it's doing that and then sometimes like looking up at you with its eyes half closed and then opening them again. Uh, cool. This thing sounds merchandisable as fuck. Like our own little Disney sidekick. Disney animal sidekick. I'm just imagining a fluffy koosh 
Well, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Dilly, do you want to hold it or? Um, I I do want to touch it, but yeah, it's adorable. But it wasn't a cage. I know, and that just like. And I, it's we should. Okay, how about this? We should definitely bring it with us, and if it tries to hurt us, next you get a you get a little snack. Well, like, could we make gloves out of it or something like that? Like, I feel like that's a good idea. Make gloves out of it? Like, if it turns on us, we could have, like, a really dope hat. Okay. How big is it? Because I imagine we, only, we could only get, like, one glove out of it. It's probably about, like, nine inches long. All right. Well, I guess nine inches, like, diameter, essentially, because it's most it's pretty close to spherical. It's not like a full-on oval, but yeah, it's not that heavy. But it's the kind of thing that for, that for most people would be a better idea to like hold it with two hands rather than one. Mm. Like a swanky beret we could get. Yo, cha cha! Like I have a counter proposal. I say we name this Hubert Two, and like Dilly said, we'll just bring it along with us. Oh no, we're totally gonna bring it along. I'm just saying. Right now, Hubert 1 is very afraid of Hubert 2. Uh, Hubert the 1st, Chacha, and Hubert the 2nd. The okay, so Hubert the 1st seems to get some, you know, predator vibes from this guy. So I'm just saying, when he inevitably turns on us and tries to murder at least Hubert the 1st, my game plan is to make a swanky beret. But, like, huh. uh, Dilly, could you make Hubert the 1st, like, a, a gun? Because then, uh, then it's Hubert the first problem. <laughs> uh, I will put that on my to-do list right after I put the cannon in Nix's leg. But I feel like they would go hand in hand, like miniature cannon, miniature gun. Yeah, you think, you'd think so, but no, because on the one hand, Nix's is inside of her leg, and the other I need to make, like, small enough for Mouse's fingers and thumb. Did mice get thumbs in the math world? I think they rats at least have thumbs because they can open up cages. I had pet rats and they knew how to unhinge their ca- like little cage lock. Hubert definitely has like a little thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be a completely different like kind of casing for it. Mm. Hey, do we have any leather left? I mean, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, we could make him like some leather armor, you know. <sighs> if Hubert is... I don't know if wrapping Hubert in dried animal skin is a great idea. Wouldn't that just make him more tasty? It's like nature's tortilla. Well, we could put like little synth bits on it. So it's like leather with some, you know, metal plating to it. Just like hit him out. Oh, put razor blades in the candy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think this is a good project to work on when we have our next break. Right. Yeah. If... If, like, we ever have our next break, right, guys? You just woke up from, like, an hour and a half power nap. Like, that just happened. I was digesting, Dilly, so... It's like a union thing. We get, like, so many breaks. Or at least I do, because I'm a contractor. So, Nix, you notice that this creature has... Has closed its eyes and it's gone to sleep in your hand. Well... Do we just shove it in a bag or something? It's kind of big for you holding it around, like palming it like a large biscuit ball. Yeah, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Uh, Jaja, you, do you have like a scarf? I think I I will just, you know. Bjorn? What, what is, where do you yeah. those? I just wear them, baby Bjorn. Yeah. 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 Okay. Those are here in the ninth world. Yeah. <laughs> <With us. laughs> I guess Chacha's probably going to pull out, like, one of those, like, disappearing scarf things and, like, untie one layer and give, like, Nyx, like, the most obnoxious <laughs> blue scarf in the world. Mm-hmm. Yo, I love this. And Nyx will make a little sling or whatever and tie it around her neck. I don't think it's enough fabric to make, like, a full baby Bjorn. No, I'm just, like, I feel like that could get caught on something if you roll a one and you'll just get, like... Full on, like, what's it called? Close lined with your baby bundle. <laughs> like when you get your headphones stuck on a doorknob. Oh, so she'll do it shoulder to under armpit. How about that? 
That seems less cumbersome. Okay. What am I rolling, Daniel? Sorry. Intellect three. Six. Okay. So you have figured out like a way of using this fabric that Chacha's given you to create like a secure and comfortable way of holding this creature. Not too tight. It's not too loose. It's just sort of warm against your chest and sort of breathing in and out softly, occasionally like making that sort of purring rumble in the back of its throat. Is it high enough on Nix's chest that she can like drop her head down and, and rub her chin on it? How, well, it depends on how high you tied them up. You could definitely do it. Okay. So yeah. So Nix would do that because it's so soft. It is the softest, warmest fur. It just smells like warm, clean fur. Oh. Dan, I got a question for you that I probably should have asked at the beginning of the episode. Does Aster's sight ping on this that Dilly oh, yeah. can see? Does not. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Left or right door? Because there's two doors exiting this room. Wait, isn't Bastion leading us? Oh, yeah. So it's this next door to the right, I believe. We're going right. All right. Did we fully loot this room first before going, or did we just get the Hubert the second? You just got Hubert the second. Do we want to fully loot this room first? Actually, with that, uh, Dilly will pipe up. Oh, by the way, these green things in the center of the room are some sort of gravity compensation. Don't know what that means fully, so might not be a great idea to fuck with them. I mean, we could ransack it a little. Yeah, but it may also send us flying across the room. We don't know what gravity it's compensating for. Probably overcompensating for something. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little presumptuous. You don't know its life story. I'm... Still going through that door? Yeah, Nick's will open it. Yep. Okay. So this room is sort of like a. It's weird, right? Like, so you've been dealing with sort of mostly featureless gray synth. And then you enter a room that apparently, like, you would think of it, like, it's a little bit more organic, less organized than, like, say, like a hydroponics lab. But there's all sorts of these, you know, greeneries growing here. There's some artificial light above, and it is shining on all these, like, little plants. And among these little plants that are sometimes, like, you can see sort of, like, it's very humid in here. Like, so occasionally the humidity kind of forms a little cloud and then dissipates. And there are also, like, a moving amongst the plants, some small, very small creatures, maybe about the length from, of the, from the tip of your finger to your first knuckle. But there are just these little sort of tiny humanoids with two heads and a deep green skin. And they are singing to each other back and forth. Like what rhythm? Like sort of like a like a happy tune. Like it's it's definitely in a major key. It's not a minor <laughs> key. You know, their songs aren't very long. They're like, you know, almost like bird song. Hmm. There's also like you guys can see that there are some openings on the wall above like where the plants are that look like some sort of like spigot, something designed to like exude mist. And then there are, there's a door forward and a door to the left from this room. Okay, I'm just going to say this now. Alex, the person, is now imagining like that section in the grocery store where they miss the vegetables and make like rainforest noises when they do it. Yeah, it's exactly like what okay. that looks like. Your grocery store makes rainforest noises? Yeah, like it's like plays birds, like you're trying to be in a tropical paradise. I'm like... Ladies, I'm looking at cucumbers. I don't think tropical birds give a shit. <laughs> I think it's whimsical and fun. <laughs> yeah, my grocery store just fucking like, sprays them and that's it. Just hose no them down out in the lo- <laughs> <laughs> When we hear the singing, is there any like mental effect? Do we fall into fairy? Like, are we just fine? No, it's just, it's just hearing birds almost except it's these little tiny humanoids scampering between these plants cool can chacha imitate them sure give me a uh performance role of nine i'd like to invoke cirque du soleil 
Okay. So it'll be six. I got a 10. Okay. Yeah. You can mimic their call pretty well. They seem to, like, some of them nearby, like, freeze and, you know, almost like a little, like, startled. And they're looking around where the plants are trying to find the source of the noise. But then after a moment, they go back to continuing to jump through the plants and sing themselves. Every time uh, you start to slay Alex, I imagine that whatever you're doing involves a backflip. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think? Straight or to the left? Cash, yeah. Ashton, what direction? Um, I think it's to the the left, I think. And then he pauses for a moment. And he looks at Cha-Cha with a worried expression and says... It's it's just to the left, I think. I'm, I'm sorry, it's... He's calling me. I mean, that's totally legit. It's a faster way home than coming with us, and I'll see you next time when I don't accidentally try and kill you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I hope this isn't what you meant by playing, no. but I, I do look forward to playing with you again. And he gives a distant look in his eyes and says, Oh, he's getting impatient. I have to go. Yeah. And then he takes a step to, you know, from your perspective to your right. And it's like he's walking through a door you can't see. And he just passes a threshold and he's just not there anymore. We're going left and we have lost Bastion. Apparently he can shadow walk or something like that. That's pretty cool. Is Bastion okay? Um, it... He's okay, but it's led to more worry about the favor I owe, so we will come to that bridge when we get there. Wait, what favor? Oh, is this for the uh, prison breakout? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What What kind of favor? I don't know. You owe a favor to somebody you don't know what it is, and it was like a prison break? Yeah, I mean, it sounded like a great idea at the time, but like... What did they do for you? Um, they were able to transport me into the queen's prison, and they gave me a bomb, and they gave me Bastion to play with. I think I, yeah. That's big favor. Yeah, I'm realizing it, you know, hindsight, 2030. He stops for a second, he's like, so that's why you told the caller now. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea to join a mysterious organization when you owe a favor to the other mysterious organization. And I'm not sure about your stance on the door. I know I'm supposed to open it and save the world, but... <laughs> Can everybody give me a perception roll of nine? <laughs> Dilly and me are sweating. I got a seven. 19. 11. Okay. So, Cha-Cha, you don't notice anything here. Dilly makes you see the race pales. And immediately when Cha-Cha says, I'm supposed to open it, he darts his eyes at Vlad looking for what to do. And Vlad just kind of looks at you for a moment, says, I don't have any opinions on doors. We should get moving, though. Uh, yeah, it's very human in this room. Uh, let's go. Oh, wait, what? Stace got a 19. What's her minor effect? What would you propose as a minor effect? I would like to know if Vlad actually has an opinion on doors. Hmm. He definitely has an opinion on doors. Uh, Vlad, um... Yes, Nix? You're lying. So I was just, like, wondering what your actual opinion on doors is. <laughs> bubble. Bubble. I, bubble. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bubble. Uh, Dilly Bubbles. Cha-cha. Vlad turns to you two and says... I thought the caller would have told you that the door must not be opened. That's our, that's one of our whole things, is that we watch the door because when the door opens, that's the end. So we're prepping for that and for ways to get to some sort of safe refuge, if it happens anyway. I mean, the door is going to open at some point, but the whole point is that we're supposed to make sure it doesn't get opened any earlier than it has to. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the door opens today, odds are, that's it for humanoid kind. Yeah, I'm just still kind of like, a couple points, and maybe this was going to come up in our training. Still just a little bit perplexed as to the dedication to preserving life for the sake of, like, I guess, preserving humanoid kind specifically. I don't know. You know, shit happens is what I'm saying. 
Also, I feel like she didn't mention that. Uh, Yo, Dilly. I think she did, yeah. Yeah, it was for sure part of the whole pitch for why you should become Guardians. Yeah. That's that's what they do. Do you knew that before you even took an oath in front of the fire? Oh, all right. Well, Nick's would remember that even if Stace doesn't, I guess. Oh, we knew that before the oath? You did? I'm pretty sure you did. I know Chacha doesn't know that. Chacha does not know that. I thought we were told that after the oath because we took the oath so now we could actually know what the door was. I thought we didn't know if... What the significance of it was. Yeah. Uh, either way, like, it was yeah. something that you guys were told by Mama Churn, like, right at the time. Second, like, why are we so certain that what is behind the door is bad? So... Our archivists have done research over the centuries, studying the Numenera of prior worlds, decoding what records we can. The door's not the only bad thing that can happen, but it's one that we've identified as a potential entry point for destruction. But it's also the door to somewhere else. And he looks at you and says, like, that's why the door is both entrance and exit, open to spare. But we are not ready to go through the door yet. We don't have enough information yet to safely make the trek. If the door opens, that's it. All the civilizations that you know of in the Ninth World, that's done. And it's just rubble for the Tenth World to build on. And you may have an issue with that as something in the distant future. I understand Traveler philosophy. But short term... That door opening means the end of everyone you know. And if we fail to protect the door and keep our watch, if we fail to prepare, then all those deaths will be all of our fault. That is a, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Uh, so why is it hope and despair then? Because Vlad, I'm not going to lie to you. That sounded like mostly despair. Like, like, actually, like, 100%. So is it, like, hope or despair? Maybe that's a mistake. No, it's both hope and despair. Because while we, on the one hand, prepare the armory to fend off whatever comes through the door, we have another group that is working on experimental ways using ancient Numenera for us to transport survivors to a safe haven if it's impossible to prevent what's coming. Okay, and uh, what about non-humanoid kind? Flora and fauna, we try to preserve what we can for you know the purposes of, if nothing else, food chain, but at least our order is mostly focused on those that make similar civilizations to ours. I mean, obviously there are other intelligent civilizations out there, although... They are sometimes more aggressive to us and or in the case of, well, those octopuses have been down there for ah. longer than any of us. Rumor has it they still remember the first world. But other than that, we focus on those because if we limit it to those, we maybe have a chance and we'll save whatever else we can beyond that. All right. So like humanoid kind plus. Yeah. I just want to eat. Yeah, like, all right. Kind of looks at Dilly for a moment. Just a questioning glance. He doesn't, it's not quite clear what he's asking. May I make an insight check? Mm -hmm. Uh, Free love efforts. Oh, 19. Okay. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. You easily make it. He is definitely looking to you to say something in this moment about whether it's answering a question where it's about, like, how you he is looking to you to see, because this is sort of like a central tenet of the whole thing. And he, so what he's trying to figure out in that moment is he's looking to you. Not It's not accusing or anything like that, but out of curiosity, like, what's your take? Because this is sort of a key belief and focus of the Guardians. And up until now, when it comes to that, talking about it, Nix has been doing all the sort of questioning. Mm -hmm. I think. Dilly, just kind of trying to play neutral, says, yep, this all makes sense. Possible disaster's coming, so save what you can. Humanoid kind does seem a little vague, but I figure that that we'll know more when we have gone further in our training. Right, because we're not just trying to limit it to just the things that happen to be friendly with us. Right. 
for example, abhumans, you know, the Murdens are an example of abhuman, and they're often, from our perspective, their society is, of course, different, but from our perspective, like they're murderous thieves. That's not the entirety of the story. I'm sure they have reasons for doing what they do, and, you know, they, we know they're highly intelligent. We're going to save them, too. <laughs> I, I don't know how subtle Dilly can be, but Dilly's just like, see, even app humans, Nix. <laughs> Nix does her best to look like bored of that part of the conversation. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. if Vlad doesn't know, she's not going to tell him. Although you, he saw her eat a person, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, he knows that part, but he's deliberately not like pointing out Nix for that reason. Pointing out like that there's whole broad categories that, you know, we're not we're not trying to make exceptions there. So what would you propose as a minor effect? Oh man, as a minor effect. It's a minor effect on an insight. I have no idea. I have no idea what I would pick. Pass. I have no idea. Do you want just something generic like you get an asset on the next time you have to like feel Vlad out like what he's thinking or something like that? Nah, that's boring. I'll just take the pass. Really? You're going to take nothing? Instead? I can't think of anything interesting, so I'm just going to throw it out. Extra damage. I do it's two insight, points of psychic so damage. It's fi- trying to figure out what he uh, thinks about other things. Is he, like, paranoid that he's going to kill Chacha in her sleep? So then we do have to do Hubert the first. Would you like extra insight to... Yeah, like... Would you like extra insight into what, to what Vlad is thinking? Uh, sure, yeah. A few things have come together for you, Dilly, very quickly. Blod has definitely been sort of trying to court a mentorship role with you. And you realize that, like, the reason he's looking into this is because that's important to him. Because for whatever reason, he seems more concerned with your thought process than he is with anybody else's here. Uh, Teacher's pet. Like, not in a creepy way, but, like, for whatever reason, like, his interest in you is much, like, he seems motivated to help you along your way. He's trying to be your Obi-Wan. See how that worked out. Vlad Senpai, what are you trying to say? It's over, Dilly. I have the high ground. (laughs) (laughs) You underestimate my automaton? <laughs> anyway, Dilly keeps all this to himself for the moment. All right, so are we all on the same page then, Nix? Yeah. The p- same page of what, Dilly? What we're doing here. Our opinions on doors. Oh, I, I don't know, honestly, yet. But probably, like, it seems kind of suspicious, but also, you know. Well, what's suspicious? The certain, huh? Because uh, personally, I believe so far everything they've told us, I don't think they've told us everything, but everything they've said, not just Vlad, but also Mama J, like, everything seems kosher. Ninth world kosher. <laughs> More ninth world halal. But. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, like, honestly, sometimes organizations are just not what they seem. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Right. I gotcha. And then Dilly obviously winks. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Onward then. All right. Okay. Dilly pops the bubble. And Nix opens the left door. Okay. So you open that left door. Inside, you see this black polyp hanging from the ceiling. And underneath it are three humans strapped to rocks tied to rocks essentially with ropes and they're in a daze and one of them looks up and opens their mouth as if to say something and then the icor drips from that polyp and hits them and they all start screaming and writhing in their restraints oh we cut the ropes yeah maybe we should stop this yeah yeah uh yeah if we can avoid the polyps yeah is there a way we can tie to untie these guys without getting dripped on. Oh, Chacha was just going to like take her little dagger and cut the ropes. 
Yeah, but we'd have to go underneath these black polyps and possibly get dripped on. He's trained in running. And acrobatics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, Cha-Cha goes to untie the ropes. These figures, two men and one woman, and they stop writhing right around the time that Cha-Cha gets close to the rope. And they look over at Cha-Cha and says, Oh, 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 thank you. Thank you. This is uh, one of the men speaking to Chacha. Like, oh, thank you. I, I, you don't know how terrible it's been. And at that point, Chacha, I need you to give me some sort of speed-based roll as the polyp drips again. No. It will be a twelve. The training and running applies here, right? You could argue running or Cirque du Soleil, honestly. Okay. Anyway, I got a sixteen. Okay, so you manage to get out of the way before any of this this dipper drops on you. It lands on the ground where, where you were originally sitting, that were crouching rather, and sort of sizzles on the ground. It hits all these three humans again, and they all start screaming and writhing again. That's just gonna like go with like a cut and dodge kind of rhythm where she goes in, cuts, and then dodges. Okay. So there's three of them, so this will take three rolls. Okay. The first one for you, and you can use Cirque du Soleil for this, so I'm just going to give you the adding in your training. So the first roll will be a nine. Nat 20. Reason all the good rolls now. Nice. Okay. So you go up and you cut ropes along one of these humans quite easily. What would you propose as a major effect? Mm, Either... It becomes a lot easier because, like, she establishes the rhythm of the Iker drip, or the guy can get away quick and not get any more damage. Which do you want? Which one sounds better? Avoidance, because you have two more people to cut out. Okay, avoidance. We'll go avoidance. Okay. So the next roll will be 12 with your trade. Yeah, I got a 10. I'm getting a hit. Okay. Because. So was the avoidance to make sure the other guy got away or for you to avoid getting hit? Me. Okay. So you cut the ropes of this other figure. It's a close call. Because you were using your major effect for avoidance, you don't get splashed with it. Oh, good. But the person starts thrashing. And they do, like, in their thrashing swing out a hand, and they don't strike you with it. But as they bring their hand, like, over by that part of the table where you would be, there's a sudden flash of light, and their arm is cut through in a diagonal right through, like, right where the humerus is, right through the middle of that. And they scream even more, and blood starts spurting from that wound. Gross. What? Samson, what's happening? I'm not sure. What did they get cut on? Don't know. You didn't see it. Okay. Something unseen. Dope, 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 dope. Next one is a 15. Gotcha. 17. Okay. So you cut the third one, and they grab their companion. The, the, the woman grabs this you know, other guy that just lost half an arm and drags him away from the site and over to... Vlad and Rays, who are frantically trying to do something to staunch the blood flow on the arm. Uh, I did not cut off his arm. Noted, Chacha. Yep, we saw it. That it was, at least it wasn't you. We saw that. I, I just want to make it clear. Vlad is doing his best to try to tie a tourniquet around this guy's stump. I guess Chacha will help and... Yeah. Wait, isn't there a third guy still on the rocks? No, we got everybody. No, she got... Oh, the okay. One. The third okay. woman, like the woman got... Helped this one. Oh, uh, I see. She got the third. So you've saved three people, maybe, depending on how this yeah. goes with the second person. Do, do we show them the head? Do we, do we show them the head? The what? The head. Do we show them the head and be like, is this your friend? I no. Know. I, Yo. Stop stop the blood. We yeah, yeah. Could you cauterize that, Cha Cha? Could you just like, psst, you know? 
Anyway. What marker territory? What? I what yeah, I don't. I was it, Dilly. It was it was a sizzle. It was a sizzle. Oh, okay. I get. Can Chacha use pyromania to cauterize a wound? <laughs> yeah, you could. So I assume that what you're doing is you're trying to use your hedge magic. Yes. In combination with pyromaniac or healing, either one would work to try to cauterize the wound. Yes. Okay, so with those two, it'll be a six. Okay. Ten. Dope. We're not lighting them on fire. Cool. Okay, cool. So you send the flame over the guy's screams. Just an agonized scream. And Dilly, it smells like bacon pork barbecue right now. It's delicious smelling, yeah. (laughs) Dilly tries not to think about it. It's not working. Yeah. Nyx, on the other hand, you smell it, and while you remember that scent as one time being appetizing, it just kind of leaves you cold now. What a waste. (laughs) Tilly almost Nyx's like, come on, (laughs) don't say it. (laughs) One of the men, the one who didn't lose his arm, he falls to his knees in front of Chacha. He's like, oh God, thank you. Thank thank you. Hi. I, I have no idea how long been here and he kind of looks at both of you and then the the woman over there says thank you so much i i don't know if i could have handled it it, it must have been what like three days that we've been here uh, well uh, three three days do you know uh well one was it the um and then dilly kind of does like kind of a tentacle face gesture like was it you know, know. the man kind of like winces but the woman kind of said, gives, him, gives you a steady gaze and says, Yeah, that's them. That's the one that put us here. Do you know what they were trying to do? I don't know. What you saw is what's been happening to us the entire time. That seems kind of... Ooh. They didn't speak. How do you feel? Besides, generally awful I get, but anything, like, particular? I'm very tired. Every time the drip hit us, it felt like being burned and electrocuted at the same time. Did we find out how long they'd, they'd been here? Sorry. Three uh, days. Three days. Oh, that's it? That's what they think. Um, do we ask them door-related questions? Head-related questions? No. I don't see what doors have to do with anything, but... I mean, they, it would... No. Mm-mm. Was it just you three that came down here, or were you part of a larger group? It's just the three of us. We weren't even... Going down that far, they grabbed us early up. And Vlad says, just to be sure that we're clear, what was the date that they grabbed you and brought you down here? And I'm not going to try to, like, interpret the ninth world dates and how, because everything's all February. It's fine. Hour days and things like that. <laughs> but the date they give is, to the best of your recollection, today's date. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Okay, don't be freaked out when I ask this, but what year? They say the current year by Baymore Reckoning, but which is in general what the Steadfast goes by. So are they like from... <gasps> Maybe this is like when you get stuck inside for long periods of time, it feels like it's longer than it was. And it feels like it's been years. But it's really <laughs> just been like two days. What's? What do you mean? We've been here through this. No, that is today. Yeah, that is today's date. Where did they like? Why did you come down? This here? is this has got to be some cruel trick. And she takes a step back. Meanwhile, the two men, one the one who lost part of his arm, is crying, and the other one just looks up and starts screaming in terror. Chacha looks up. He's just looking at the ceiling. It seems to be a reaction to realizing that these several days, what they thought. We're probably only a handful of hours. I mean, I get like that, too, when it's just been, like, one of those days. But, like... The woman comes over to you. Like, she's got sort of shoulder-length brown hair. Really striking blue eyes. And she comes over and she says, You don't understand? We have to We have to go. Like, we were certain it was... You know, we were saying three days, but we were certain it was more than that. And... If they come back, they're going to put us back there. They're going to put us back under us. Oh, yeah. Uh, we won't let them, first of all. Like, let me just tell you that right now. Like, we'll probably kill them 
if they try. We're pretty good at the murder. It's not cha-cha. It's not always murder, you know, like it's sometimes it's just self-defense. Yeah. It's still murder. Yeah. That's no. I it's homicide, Dilly. Oh. Well, we're self-defensing them to death. That's just the legalese version. We're self-defensing them to death. Dilly, you hear a voice in your head and says, Helping these ones is inadvisable. Their best purpose is as a distraction so you can get away. Cold-blooded. Your son, mm-mm, did not raise him right. You didn't get this from me. I wanted to go into math leads anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the kind of dad Dilly is. Like, don't. Don't do sports. Do mathletes. Come on. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to blow out Daniel's ears. It's like that Patton Oswalt bit where, you know, your son comes over to you and throws your Blade Runner gun replica on the roof and tells you he'll get it for you if you give him <laughs> 10 push-ups. Trying not to do that squeal again because, like, Daniel, that was all peak, just like full audacity range wavelength when I did that squeak. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your ear holes when I do that. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Nix. This is Chacha. This is Dilly. Have you heard of us? Race. One second, Chacha. One second. And, uh, the sour one over there, that's Vlad. He's our supervisor. Kind of looks at them sort of with a sad expression and says, I'm sorry for what you've been through. Anything that you can tell us will help us get you out of this. And they sigh and, you know, the both of the men at this point are just crying. But the, the woman looks at Nix and says, yeah, they call me Adria. And these things, they're, they look... Like they're a human until you get closer, but they're just wearing our clothes. They're just, they're not even like a single thing. They're just like a mass of these eel like creatures, but they all move as one. They brought us here. They strapped us down. One of them waved something over us and then seemed to be writing something down. And then they left. Did they take that object with them? Yes. They did. Danny around here isn't going to get you guys out any faster, so you guys want to keep going? Unless, next you had more to ask? Uh, yeah, I was just kind of wondering, like, what's your background? You know, how'd you end up down here? Where are you uh, from? Where are you from? You know, like the usual kind of make sure. Last time you were in Sherman. We were prospecting. We were trying to look for a potential new mine. And one of the tunnels brought us close to this installation, we assume. The next thing we knew, these creatures were coming for us. All right. Well, uh, so we are exploring these ruins and like just trying to make sure there's nothing too dangerous down here, you know, so you can stick with us and eventually we'll leave and you can go with us. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely too dangerous down here. Didn't you just hear what happened to us? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't you hear us self-defensing things to death? We've killed some of them already, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a few of them. Uh, we also don't have an exit because my whole thing falling down a chute. Oh, and we did do an oopsie upstairs. Oh, God. So you don't even know how to go. No, out. no. But we have killed a few eel creatures, if that makes you feel any better. Yeah. That's, that's good. But, uh, you know, they, they when they left, they went that way. And she points to a door on the far end of the room. And she says, I don't want to go that way. I want to go any way but that way. Dan, how many doors are in this room? One. Just the one we came through? No, and... There's yeah. one beyond the one you came through. Sorry. There's one new door. Let's put that gotcha. way. Gotcha. All right. So I'm going to break it down for you. You can come with us while we, like, hunt them down or whatever. Or you can go the other way and take your chances of being captured again and, like, being put in a room where we can't find you, you know what I'm saying, uh, of never getting out. So, like... Mm. There are so many of them, though. Yeah. yeah, you're adult people. Like, make your choices, you know? We're not forced It's your yet. journey. Mm. Yeah. She looks down at the other two and says, I'll make a consult with my almost useless companions here. <laughs> and she leans down to talk to them 
The guy with only half an arm looks up at her and seems to kind of like lock on the expression. The other one is still crying until she flat out smacks him across the face good. to get his attention. Good, good, good. And then she begins murmuring to them. I guess Chacha's going to be like going through the room to see if there's anything useful while they're consulting each other. The only thing of note in this room is the polyp. Can we like nature check it? Yeah. Is there a nature or numenera role we can make on that? A Jelly is check? also interested in that. <laughs> Numenurture? I would give either. Actually, understanding Numenera might be best. <laughs> so it's an understanding Numenera of 12. So for Cha Cha, it would be a 9. For Dilly, it's a 12. Dilly is going to use his non inability to help Cha Cha. I got 18. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Nyx knows her polyps. Okay. This polyp is organic, but it is definitely created, not not grown. Like, there is something about this. The way it drips is almost too precise on a schedule to be anything but some sort of construct. That doesn't mean that it has synth. But, Dilly, you've heard rumors among rights of biological crafting, applying right abilities to biological matter to create things that have no synth, no mechanical components, creating effectively living Numenera of some type or another. It's beyond anything that you've done, but you've heard rumors of it. And Master Aces at one point made some sort of cryptic comment about it. You still can't remember his exact wording, but something about Yes, well, they say some rites create new life, and then walking away from you. I thought he was just being allegorical. Fuck. All right. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. This Classic is... organic construct, Dilly. Alex has a question. What would ha- happen if, like, Dilly scanned, like, these people, like, salvaging Numenera? Like, like salvage Io. If he, you could try to scan Iotum if you want. That actually was going to be something I did, uh, but I'm going to scan Iotum at least on the black polyps, not the people yet. Okay, so the black polyps. So you do it on the black polyp. There are, there's definitely strong suggestions of biomechanical circuitry, potentially as many as three units of that. Hmm. And then some sort of energy related IO there. You're not sure if it is palm dust, um, whether it's a midnight stone, like you're not, you're not sure what's at the core there but there's something that's providing the power and then there's this other io which is allowing that power to be infused in organic material yeah i could definitely get some interesting stuff from this um say would have like a spear or long stick that can scrape some of this off and see if i can pull anything from it or even just a ladder yeah bro nick squats down and cups her hands (laughs) yeah we don't have we have rope but Nobody does it look like any of us have a ladder. What I'm just making note to self pocket ladder. Anything? Oh shit, Dilly. And Nix pulls out her collapsible crutch and like flings it open. Wait, do we still have those grappling hooks? Yeah, you do. Samson started writing his journal entry early just now. <laughs> pocket ladder would be fucking rad. And that's just that's the journal entry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, let's see what I can do. So since these polyps are on the ceiling, do I need to make some sort of roll to get them in salvageable reach? If Nyx is aiding you, that will give you an asset in avoiding the extra hindrances of it being on the ceiling while you salvage. Cool. All right, Nyx. Puppies. All right. So, like, you don't want the crutch? No, I think if you could just hold me up for a little bit, that'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then while Nyx is doing that, Dilly's also going to kind of arrange his cloak to act as an umbrella against any drips coming out to him or Nyx. Okay, cool. So you reach up and this is going to start at with all the hindrances and stuff An 18. Nyx is assisting you. That brings it down to a 15. You're salvaging, which is one of your skills. Correct. Which brings it down to a 12. Yep. You have light tools. Yes. That brings it down to a 9. You have a free level of effort. That brings it down to a 6. And 
there is a moment where everything kind of shimmies in your view for a moment. And you hear a voice in your head that says, let me offer some help. And overlaid in your vision, you see a diagram of where to cut in to this organic material, identifying how to remove the eye. <laughs> and this aster gives you an asset that brings it down to a three. Awesome. Excellent. I also get an asset for using scan iodum. Yes. So that's freebie. So, so you get three biomechanical circuitry. Get this down. Thing. Excellent. And you initially thought the other one was a night stone, but it appears to be a void stone. What to do with two void stones? Dilly makes a point of not having them touch, just in case. <laughs> yeah. The biggest problem with the void stones is if they aren't handled correctly, a human handling them will result in a mutation. Just saying. <laughs> and that's why you double bag the void stones. Dilly just puts a void stone in like two Ziploc bags. <laughs> okay, so you have essentially dismantled this polyp and is now just fleshy matter bleeding dark purple blood onto the ground. As polyps do. Hey, Nix, you want, do you want me to cut you off a slice? Just to see if you like it? Isn't it, like, poisonous, Dilly? I have, I have no idea. You could supercharge the poison. You also eat things that I think are usually poisonous for most people, so I, I don't know. Do you want to sniff it? <laughs> yeah, I'll sniff it. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Dilly cuts off just, like, a little chicken tender of <laughs> the stuff and passes it to Nix. You don't recognize the smell, but it definitely smells like raw meat. Oh, yeah, Nix will eat it. Okay. So give me a, with your venomous nature, that'll give you an asset. So give me a might defense roll of six. Eleven. Very yummy. Yo, Dilly, some more? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, how many? I mean, the chunk that you cut off was roughly fist-sized. There's probably the equivalent of, like, a Great Dane's worth of... <laughs> <laughs> Blushy material there. I just ate dilly, so just like a light snack, like a couple gotcha. pounds. Uh, uh, I'll do my best. And dilly does his bets, gets like three or four butterfly cuts out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you have to roll for it? You get it. <laughs> dilly also makes sure that none of the like the new NPCs are seeing this. Just don't want to freak them out. Well, they're in the same room, so they're going to see what you're doing <laughs> for sure. No, it's fine. They, just... they turn to Vlad and they say, are you guys sure you're the good guys? No, we're not sure we're the good guys. That's like our whole thing. We <laughs> to self-defense people. And Vlad says, they're still learning. We're the best you got, so yeah. deal with it. Vlad looks over to you, Tilly, and kind of smirks in approval. <laughs> Ooh, all right, all right. Get it, yeah. So, do you guys go back the way you came to one of the other doors? You go through the door that these guys are? What do you guys want to do? Do you want to just hang out here for a while and see what I happens? I want to go through the door they don't want to go through. Yeah. What? We're Let's gonna... at least check. Let's see, what, they, let's see what, what they're so afraid of. Yeah, Nix opens it. <laughs> okay. So, you check the door. You open it, and you see, even before you see anything, you smell a sort of almost lilac odor oh, pretty. and you see a room where there are dozens of translucent gray spheres that seems to be emitting this lilac smell and once you get a little closer also a little bit of the smell of ozone but more importantly in this room you see a ten of these tentacle dudes that you've encountered before and that's where we'll end this episode fair fair ten tentacles Ten tentacle dudes. So, Samson, something about this episode. Oh, man. I think it's very interesting that Dilly is kind of cottoning on to the fact that he, that somebody thinks that Dilly is doing something right-ish, or that someone thinks that Dilly is on the ball, even though Dilly does not really quite feel that way at all. Right-ish. What? Right-ish. Oh, right-ish. Yeah. It's a good pun. I think Vlad's cool. Yeah. <laughs> right-ish. I gotta know. <laughs> Ooh, this whiskey is tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. I'm also very interested in this totally not a triple thing that we have. 
curious to see what GM intrusions Dan's going to throw at us around that. That'll be fun. Why would you say such a thing? Because why else is it here? If not to fuck with us. Why is Hubert here? Doesn't he just love us? I'm still recovering from Hey You, so. You just don't question why Hubert is there. Is Hubert not part of Chacha's backstory? Hubert's not part of Chacha's backstory. Hubert just showed up when he found when she found it in the cloak that Mama Jaren gave her. Yeah. You think I write backstories? Hubert is there because we willed Hubert into existence. Yeah. Hubert the first. But yeah, somebody believing in Dilly for Dilly's own natural talents. It's a good. Cool. Interesting. It's interesting. I'm also liking the sass that Nyx keeps throwing at Vlad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. She's not the golden child anymore. It's Dilly. I know. She doesn't know how to handle it. <laughs> that won't work out against her at all. Never. Probably not. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you should really dig. Or we think that you will really dig. This week it is Samson's turn. Samson, what will you offer our listeners an XP to check out? Well, listeners, I have another webcomic for you. I've been keeping up with this one for a long time now. The webcomic specifically is called Dark Science, but it's at a website called Dresden Kodak. D-R-E-S-D-E-N-C-O-D-A-K.com. The webcomic Dark Science is super trippy kind of this magic key sci-fi thing actually it's if i were to give numenera like an aesthetic in my mind it would be a lot like this uh, dark science comic book it is one of many comic series that this author has has been uh, creating for a while previous one was called hob and actually i changed my mind just look at all the comics on this some of them are so cool so fucking cheesy and like nerdy like one of them is a one-off called um oh fuck what's it called well, there's Sleepwalkers. That's a good one. It is a like the cool part is kind of like the punchline at the end. So I can't really say why. But if you look up Sleepwalkers on Dresden Kodak, it's such a cool, like nerdy, like thing to do. There's also another one called Dungeons and Discourse, where it's just like these two web comics that's like Dungeons and Dragons. But it's like, oh, what if like the classes were based off like math and like philosophy and all this stuff? So like one of the characters is like something empiricist. <laughs> honestly there's so much like fun nerdy stuff and then like the name the main character through most of these chemical ross she's cool she's like this scientist like fighter almost like a science monk at the at the end of dark science which is another just crazy ass long-form story about her like figuring out what the deal is with this like supposedly advanced like ai society that's hyper bureaucratical to the point of absurdity there's just a lot of fun here at dressedincodec.com that I recommend everyone just kind of poke around with, get into it, fall into a deep, dark webcomic hole. Ooh, I feel like I've heard buzz about that without realizing what it was about. But as soon as you started talking about it, it started clicking some sort of memory for mm-hmm. me. My one grievance is that he doesn't update often. Like he updates like once every two months. So mm. don't get too into it, but get into it. Get into it this way. Into this with kind of savor yeah. it as you go. Don't be like me and read 430 chapters in one day and be like, oh, that's <laughs> what the story of Woot Toot Toot is. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, if people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think of Dresden Kodak or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? They can start at explorerswanted.fm. That is our website from which you can access all of our socials. And I believe also see like the transcripts of our episodes and all that mm-hmm. on Twitter. We are at explorers wanted on Instagram and Facebook. We are at explorers wanted podcast. If you would like to talk to us directly and you feel that Twitter is a hellish wasteland full of toxic, just toxic. You're right. First of all, <laughs> and you can find us being more active and personable at explorers wanted.fm slash discord. We're very active in our discord. Talk about stuff, books, movies. Are you liking Loki? I like Loki. It's fun. Additionally, if you want to give us money, because you have money to give, patreon.com slash explorers wanted. Give us money if it's within your means and you feel that we deserve it, which we do. But save yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, we totally understand if you can't provide monetary support. Honestly, the best thing you could do for us at this stage is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show. 
The second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Those make the biggest difference with people trying the show out. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, I don't know if you've noticed, but the silence is so loud in your house right now. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Dan, what the fuck? I'm at Slam Potato. I mean, you can tell me your favorite translation mistake or happenstance at Realty Unicorn on Twitter or Tea with Unicorn on Twitch. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.